enough on circle podcast transformation circle podcast transformation. i'm done with it Transpod. Yeah. um <laughs> suffice oh, to say oh, i just i just oh, go ahead go ahead page so, so sorry so sorry no um i just wanted to say that there is an interesting thing uh, sam gold uh a director that i'm fond of directed yes. The original circle. A lot of her stuff. A lot of her stuff. Also, yes, the original flick, I think, as well. Mm, Correct. Um, and he's married to Amy Herzog. Oh, what? What? Yeah. Who wrote Belleville? If you know, yeah. And they did that at uh, Pasadena with Anna Camp and Thomas Sadowski a few years ago. There, it's good little play, fantastic uh, stuff. But Amy Herzog is fantastic. Um. And I didn't know that they were married until I was I saw that in uh, while I was doing research for this. And then the other only other thing that's cool about it is that in the Royal Court Theater production of this, Marty was played by Imelda Staunton. Oh, oh, oh. shit! Yeah, oh. yeah, Murph. that would have been really fun. That would have been really anyway. Fun. Sorry, I totally forgot to say those things. Let's move. She's the fuck literally on. going to be the queen. So yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so after that, um, was Aliens or The Aliens, which was also part of the Shirley Vermont, um, uh, trilogy. It was also oh, set okay. in the same world. Did either of you read that? Cause I didn't read the no, Alien. I, but I, I didn't get to that one. Okay. I do know that because it's part of the, the, uh, ABTU, um, there were three theaters in Boston that actually put up her they three the, Shirley yeah, they, plays at the same time, so you could go live in the ABTU. Yeah, you could do the go. cycle. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> oh, cool. cool. Yeah, I'd love to do something like that out here with something, you know, maybe not the Shirley plays, but something where you could go to multiple theaters to sort of experience one world. That's cool. Well, mm-hmm. we ta- there there had been talk about trying to do an Angels in America using the entire four theater setup of the Broadwater. It's mm-hmm. a little difficult because there's seating differences but really only between the small like the medium two you could pull it off anyway just an idea um <laughs> no i didn't uh i just glanced at at it i did also spend a little time with uh Nocturama. uh me CJ, too i you, read you went yeah you went deep go tell us talk to us well i just read it and enjoyed it um I had two quotes. The Uh first one was actually one that Baker said herself about the play. Uh, To me, if this doesn't sell you wanting to read the play, I don't know what will. I wrote it during a period of crippling self-hatred and depression, and I was interested in how, even if you're a well-intentioned, depressed person, you can still really screw up the lives of everyone around you just through the things that being depressed can make you say. I was also interested in what we mean when we say depressed. I was also interested in the way liberal seeming white people talk about black people when they're not around. Mm -hmm. Um, There was so much going on in the script. And again, very Genji Cohen, the relationships were so interesting that it just, it kept me 
like going through this script and my favorite actual quote from the script was and it's all in caps abandon hope dickwad <laughs> oh i love wow. it i love it i love, love it. it yeah if just if you get a chance great play you should read it sometime if you've got a moment i'll, I'll check that out yeah what i didn't get to cuz she did her adaptation of uncle vanya Mm -hmm. Um, which I really want to read, but I hadn't connected how Chekhovian her work is. Absolutely. I I, I was feeling Chekhov vibes the entire time I was reading these. Great. Because it's moments in time. uh, You know, sometimes we are just sitting, um, staring at the lake, and sometimes we're just sitting Mm -hmm. at the the silver screen. Ready? (laughs) Digression. Uh, This reminds (laughs) me of... uh, this moment I, I had an acting class guy had come in and he was doing a scene and he was doing this moment where he went and he looked out a window and he saw something and then he kind of went back to what he was doing and it drove the acting teacher crazy. And I'm like, you don't just get distracted. Like that seemed like a really sincere, real moment. He's like, but it doesn't have anything to do with the scene. And I'm like, but it has everything to do with humanity. It has everything to do with, you know, it's the, it's the picking your nose thing. Like sometimes that's the most interesting thing. And honestly with this guy, it was the most interesting thing he was doing. (laughs) But like just this idea that like, sometimes it is about just catching this weird thing out the window and being distracted by it. And then going back to, trying to take over the world or trying to- Cause that's to, how people are. Cause that's what human beings are. Anyway, did either of you read Uncle Vanya? I didn't. Okay. No, 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 no. I, okay. you know, I did rewatch Vanya on 42nd just to feel good the other night though. Oh, <laughs> so good. Isn't oh, that crazy? So I was just like such in the mood for it. And I was like, I need to, I'm going to put that back on. <laughs> yeah, so good. I need to get it on. I need to get it on Blu-ray. Or I'm yeah. sure there's a criterion of it, but. I'm sure there's like a steel case for (laughs) ultra version of it i don't know it's like it's like my my copies of uh my blu-rays of brazil and um (laughs) blade runner yeah i have a blade runner collection that literally comes in like a metallic like futuristic like uh yeah the steel uh, case right yeah 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 yeah. it's It's got all it's got like all 19 versions of it it's the shit yeah Yeah, those are awesome (laughs) Those are so cool. And it's also awesome because, it, you know, if you drop it, it doesn't break your, it doesn't uh, break your DVDs. That's the whole gig. You know, you want to keep it. As DVDs. somebody who managed a blockbuster for four years of high school. <laughs> Holy shit, of course I have you broken so a- many fucking DVDs. What? Is there an Annie Baker play about you working in a blockbuster for uh, four years? Yes, it's called The Flick. Um, <laughs> which... Guess what? This is our next one. Oh okay. my god! I've got so many reactions to this. To this. Well, play. can I? St- let me start by saying something. Okay, this is the next game I wanted to play. All right, all this right. is a game that they play in the uh, in the in the play. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And this is a game that they play in the play. Uh-huh. And I played this my whole life growing up. I mm-hmm. am a master at it. I'm. I am. This is my one talent. My one superpower is I'm very good at connecting things my brother and i called it movie growing up it's a game you can either play it back and forth where you go actor movie actor movie and you have to connect two things or you go uh head to head where you each have to come up with it and try to do six degrees of separation so i wanted to actually try this out and have you guys come up with two actors that are completely like it you should totally do this because i'm vastly away and we should all uh, uh attempt to Six degrees them, or I will just, you guys can just challenge me and I okay. will. 
Well, hit me. I'll take one. Try. I'll try one. Okay, CJ, what do you think? What? I have to come up with actors now? Yeah. You have to give one and I give one. You give one, I give one. Okay. You, you give a starting point. Oh, shit. Uh, Sarah Michelle Geller. Okay. Um, okay. And um, uh, uh, Kirk Douglas. <laughs> oh, okay. It's just okay. making me laugh because this is silly. <laughs> Sarah Michelle Geller. She didn't do a lot of m- movies. Uh, are we doing strictly movies? Yep. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Sarah Michelle Geller did Cruel Intentions mm-hmm. with Ryan Felipe. Yep. Is it Philippi? Who the fuck cares? Literally, who the fuck cares? Okay. He did, I do. Uh, Ryan, Ryan Felipe. Felipe. <laughs> Let's just say Reese Witherspoon's ex did the it was the swell the swell is that what it was called with what? um with jeff bridges no. it was about it was about a group of teens on a the did a sailing thing and they get trapped <laughs> in, a, in a storm this yeah. movie does not exist it does, the it, swell? Absolutely does. it absolutely does um okay all the, right which had jeff bridges in it okay okay so we're saying kirk douglas right all right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Then so then um, so Jeff Bridges. Hold on. I'm gonna get this. This I'm, I'm gonna get this easy. <laughs> Jeff Bridges you can did cut all this shit. <laughs> Jeff Jeff Bridges did. Um, it's smaller than the, you think. Actually, I've already got it. Okay. So go <laughs> no, keep going. It's, but keep going. It's, keep it's going. quicker. Um. Ah, uh, fuck. So, uh, I'm sorry. I'm also a little drunk. Uh, so Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Bridges did the last picture show. They had Cloris Leachman. Cloris Leachman won Best Supporting Actress for the last picture show. Okay. Then Cloris Leachman did whatchamacallit with Tony Curtis. And Tony Curtis was in Spartacus with Kirk Douglas. What's that name of that fucking Cloris Leachman movie? <laughs> so Alexa. I'm, I, I, I can see it now. And I'm kind of halfway there. Uh, it's as close as I'm going to get. <laughs> so I kind of got there. Sure. I'll take it. I actually realized mine's wrong because I was going the Scooby-Doo route. Ah. Uh, so I went Scooby-Doo uh, to... How dare you? Yeah, to um, uh, what, uh, oh, Rowan wow. Atkinson, wow. who was okay. in Witches with Angelica Houston. All but right. then I realized Angelica Houston was in... Um, this is where I actually fucked up because I was thinking Michael Douglas was in The Dead and he's not. Oh no! Okay, I got you. And so then I was gonna connect from there, but he's not. So I was actually way off base. Uh, so I fucking apologize. But, Good job, uh, guys. Here, this is such a waste of time. I don't know why we decided to do that, but uh, because bro- it's a game that's in the thing and they they do the thing and theater games. It's, it's, it's one of my game. most favorite things. It is. Um, it's a good campfire game. I love it. But what about? like your reactions to this play what is because i have a lot of feelings about this. i have a lot of feelings about it okay so here's my initial thing i finished it i liked it very much i got what she she was doing i got her rhythm and shit and i have to say that i asked myself how did this win the pulitzer mm. ah. I, I and and not that it's not deserving i, I don't know what else came out in 2014 but there was something very, I love it. 
I, I don't know if it's going to endure. It has so many pop references oh. that, that, that anchor it in a very specific time and place. Um, in other right. words, it doesn't really go past 2010. Right. Um, because there's a whole discussion in the play about, uh, are there any great movies since Pulp Fiction or whatever? And now the theaters have been closed for fucking six or seven months. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> but, but as I kept thinking about it, I'm like, no, this, I know all of three of these characters and it's so grounded and so real and so thoughtful. I'm I'm glad that it won the Pulitzer. Like I, I but I did kind of go, wow, this, it, it just felt, it'll be interesting to revisit it in 10 years and see what the reaction is. I mean, I think that my only criticism of it, my only criticism of it, is that there's a legitimate conversation about the greatness of James Cameron doing anything because he didn't and he hasn't and he never will. Um, James Cameron? Yeah, they they have the whole Avatar conversation. Oh, sure. Well, but I feel like Avery's the one. Like, I feel like you have Avery's point of view then because he doesn't like like Avatar, right? No, no, no. And Sam can't understand it. He fucking drives him nuts. And it drives me nuts. And maybe you're right, Siege. Like, I'm just... Yeah, I I mean, it's good when you go to the huge IMAX theater with 3D goggles and you have... And you're, you know, like, you just smoked a bowl. Like, that's when Avatar's fun, but that's it. Ovi... Drama Desk, both, or just Obi? Pulitzer and the Obi. It didn't get Drama Desk. Okay. Well, I still, I keep going. Well, and it was a huge, cut. like, there were people upset about it because of how long it was. Like, there was a whole right. thing. And but I they want... also felt like the positive reception outweighed the bad. <laughs> they were yeah, like, well, I mean, some people liked it that we're not going to cut it. I mean, when, I... Your art- when your artistic director has to, make a public statement in the right. newspaper going fuck you just sit down and enjoy it like right i have a i have a quick crit- critical response quote that i found that i thought kind of encapsulated this movie really well and, and that was the lack of this movie this play the lack of traditional theatricality is seen by some as a strength and a weakness by others i felt like that was exactly what the flick is because I I started read. This was the first Annie Baker I read, and I was like, I'm just gonna go for the one that I've heard as an Annie Baker play. And mm-hmm. I started reading it, and I was five pages in, and I texted Scott and I said, I'm really worried about what's gonna happen. And this was just another one of those scripts where I was like, Oh my god, something bad, something horrible could potentially happen, and then it doesn't. It's it's about the conversations and the relationships again. Right. Yeah. I but think... it's still big and it's still important, you know? Oh, guys, I did it. What? I swear I didn't look anything up. I've been sitting here thinking about it. I did it. You ready? Yeah. Hmm. Sarah Michelle Geller uh-huh. <laughs> is in Scooby-Doo uh-huh. with Rowan Atkinson, uh-huh. who is in The Witches with Angelica Houston, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who is in The Royal Tenenbaums. Mm-hmm. With Gwyneth Paltrow, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who is in Endgame with Michael Douglas as Hank Pym, who is in It Runs in the Family with Kirk Douglas. All right. Nice. Well played. Well played. I fucking did it. I... <laughs> um... Thank you. <laughs> I just turn off the camera. I can't. Don't, don't, don't ever turn off the camera.
Those eyes that smile I'll look, but only for a little while That stare, those lips I swear I've seen them before Just a few doors down Or was it closer? I know her That face That chin That grin I've been lost in that glance before That hair Those cheeks I swear I've seen that heartbeat sweep Across the street Or was it right here? It's unclear What does it mean That I can't look away? What does it mean That I know what she'll say? I see the face in the mirror It's me It's an, it's another one that when you read the reviews, there's a lot of challenging of the theatricality. The, the, it lacks theatricality. And I'm like, nope, it would be a horrible movie. It would right. be a really boring movie. And it, it you need to see and feel those human beings in front of you as an audience member. And the fact that you're looking at an audience that you're looking at a set that is the interior of a movie theater looking out. Right. Th- that has some profundity to it as well. And and I'm like, no, th- this is theatrical. This is a woman, uh, a- an artist who's who is looking at the landscape and going, I am I my version of theatricality is to go inward. That that you have to that you get under these characters' skin in a way that I haven't necessarily seen before. Yeah. Or heard before. Yeah. She has her finger on the, this human pulse that I I just found entirely engaging. The idea that none of these people are assholes, that none of them are heroes. And right. She then uses pop culture in a very distinct way. The way that she uses the the Leviticus speech from Pulp Fiction at the end of the play. Yeah. As the buildup. A, a movie that is entirely about redemption. It is about the attempt at redemption, and that 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 is in here, and that the, that that for these guys, these three people, the redemption isn't isn't glory. It isn't changing the earth. It's right. just taking a step. It's just going back to class. You know, for Avery in particular. You know, it's like I yeah. just I just fucking loved it. I liked it too. I read I it in too. like one sitting. Yeah, it's hard for me to believe that this stuff is it's a three hour play. Like I read through it so quickly. It reads really quickly because especially because you're not you're not taking the pauses as a reader. Right. I did. Uh I did. Oh, well, that's interesting. But I but like Pinter. Right. It's sort of the same thing where like when you read it, I'm not sitting there going, okay, and then here's my Pinter pause. I I normally just like read Pinter to get through it. But normally as a Mm -hmm. reader, I appreciate that, Scott. I want to hear your experience on that. But usually as a reader. When you hit something that says pause, you go, oh, I understand that there's an awkward pause here. And then you move on, right? Like you don't have to sit in the pause necessarily. So I want to hear what it's like to sort of uh, to actively do that. Yeah, I think because uh, I think this was it was the second or third one that I had read. And by that point had had kind of absorbed her 
her rhythms and 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 the importance of her pauses right uh in it uh it took me it took me almost exactly three hours to read it um mm. and i wow. sat i yeah. sat i didn't move i didn't get up i i read it all the way through and i'm at one point i was like man this this seems to be taking a while and then yeah. i went and read the reviews and shit like that right and, and well not to sound pretentious but this sort of existential minutiae of what's going on yeah in it, it just becomes utterly endearing because you like them all you know that they can't all be friends afterwards and that's okay you know cj what were your thoughts on the flick i feel like this is a very uh well i want to uh, what do you think what do you think i'll tell you what i think how i think you how, how i thought you will would have felt about it after you actually say how you feel about it <laughs> I uh, honestly, I enjoyed the fucking shit out of it. I just, it's weird. Like I read it and read it and read it. It was the first one I read. It was my first impression of Annie Baker. And it's the one I have the least notes on. Um, I will say my favorite quote that I think I keep saying encapsulates encapsulates everybody. Um, it, it encapsulates the whole play is don't expect things to turn out well in the end. Yeah. And I, I think I kind of have this whole like Disney princess feeling of like they're they're gonna work it out and everyone's gonna learn and they're gonna be friends in the end and they aren't. Sure. I loved. I mean, it's another thing that Annie Baker uh, focuses on is mental health, and I loved. I like one of my favorite scenes is when Avery is on the phone talking to his therapist. For sure. Oh, that whole it's like an act of its own. It's it's long. It's. It's like 10 pages. I feel like that actor just has to be. And and level. the actor's what's the, the, the character's 20 years old. Yeah, I mean, like when I was 20, I was a fucking wreck. Like I wasn't even close to seeing a therapist at that well, point sure. in my life. And, yeah. and, and you're still a wreck, a fucking wreck. Yeah. I mean, I'm literally, I was supposed to see my therapist this week and I didn't. So everyone is getting untherapized CJ right now. So oh, no. enjoy oh, no. it. All right, cut all of this. We're starting over next. Um, yeah, Anything no, more absolutely. On the flick? I, 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 well, I did think I that is. I want to hear what ba- Bailey thought I was going to say about. Yeah, this. I, I, I did think you were gonna, you were gonna enjoy it. Um, I more than anything, I didn't think you, th- I didn't think this would be your favorite. I'm glad it was. Um, it's not my favorite. Oh, good. I'm, I'm excited to. It hear was my later. first. Oh, oh, for, I misunderstood. Yeah. That's, I'm excited to hear what your actual list is, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was the one where I really felt like, oh, CJ's going to want to play this part. Well, I mean, honestly, I read age numbers at the beginning, and she's, what, 24? I mean, I just turned uh, 36. Is she? I thought she was late 20s. No, no, no. The only the, the person that's closest to my age is Sam. He's 35. Right. Oh, I thought Rose she was is later. Su- No, Rose is like 24, I think. I mean, I could be wrong. Right, but here's a question I have for you guys. Does, do, does age matter for Rose in this? And does race matter for Rose in this? I think it does for Avery and Sam, but I don't think it does for Rose. And well, it's specified, and I don't Rose... Know- I don't know. Rose kind of turns on Avery at the end. Like, yeah. I, in a way, I, I don't know. I I found myself being very disappointed by that character in the end. Like yeah. in a way that was like you could have done that. You could have you could have made the opposite decision and been a way better person. Right. Right. Um yeah. I think I mean I I mean it doesn't necessarily have to be a white person, but um 
Do you think yeah, it's more poignant think, with? Think, that's I the question. I think Rose is. I think Rose is. So long as she's different from Avery, I guess is what I'm saying. Gotcha. Yeah, I. Yeah, I don't think race matters at all for her age. Um, I, yeah, twenty four and thirty four would be different. I think. Especially Agreed, for but, a woman. I mean, yeah, I, well, for in anybody. In what way? Like, I don't, I, I, I think somebody who's 24 and somebody who's 34 could say all those same things just with different context. Yeah, sure, but I, I think I, it says something different about that part. Because, I don't know, when I was 24, I was, like, younger and it was more about partying and having fun. And 34 was completely different for me. I mean, me. In, yes, in real life. But, I'm, I mean, like, in a play, it's sort of like, like, as a director, I don't even read that shit. Like, unless it matters thematically, I don't feel like... Like, they never talk about an age gap between she and Sam. They never talk about it being weird. You know what I mean? So, like, if I cast a a 30-something-year-old with a thirty a late 30-year-old, like, that still works for me in terms of the relationship. I think you would just, what you're saying it, to that point is, like, I think you would just have to tackle the character differently. Right. Well, I guess, yes. I Yes. I think there's just a big difference in people in general, regardless of, uh, irregardless of gender. And you feel like is, she's very young seeming in the show, in the I, script? But that's how I read it. I've read the play once. I mean, gotcha. I just think it's really, di I think someone in their early to mid twenties is very different from someone in their mid thirties, I guess. Sure. I mean, am I being crazy about that? No, I, I, I no, know. I just think, I think it's about experience. I think it, it's interesting if you, if you were casting this, you could, you would have some flexibility, and I think it would be about matching and and pairing up the three. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I guess my question is just like when I'm reading this, age meant nothing except that I need Avery to be much younger than Sam, and that's it. Like yeah. I, I don't yeah. like. So yeah. to your point, CJ, like everything you're saying, I agree with. I agree that there are differences in those ages, but in this script, does she read 24? No. Oh, okay. I you think know. I read that she was 24 at the top of the script, and that's how I read her character. Gotcha. I guess that's I, I probably will, more what it was. I yeah. will say that in all of her scripts, her Annie, Annie Baker is very specific about her age ranges. Like right. she'll say stuff like 37 to 44. <laughs> like okay right right, like, right um so it's 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 interesting but then she doesn't mention it beyond that right um and i can see like as we transition here into the antipodes um which is a bigger cast and a bigger age range a weirder age range mm -hmm. um, i think it might matter a little bit more than the flick which is a much smaller cast yeah. Well, my last thought on the flick real quick is that yeah. it's it is uh it is its own 3-hour blockbuster. It is end game. I like just I yeah. people say it's 3 hours and they complain. I'm like, "Yeah, but most epic films are 3 hours and it's almost its own comment. It's almost its own like here's an epic film about the in-betweens of the epic things." Right. Because because what it is, it's about the in-betweens of these epic stories that are happening, right? So you have, let's say that the movie before is Endgame, and then the, between that, the next movie is Spartacus, and the next movie, you know what I mean? It's like these yeah. amazing, epic, three-hour things are happening, and we're only seeing these little three-minute or ten-minute 
in-betweens and and it gets to be its own three-hour epic and that i don't know that to me is what solidifies. no no i you know yeah. uh we should we should say I, I think we skipped over it but the the play was controversial it opened in 2013 off broadway at playwrights horizons where it had been right. developed and that there was literally an audience sort of raging protest against that it was three hours long it's right. two acts and there's an act break and 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 all that right go out and have a drink and calm down everybody i know oh. like, and then <laughs> and so and that 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 led to you know sort of statements going hey everybody just chill out and you know absorb this and you know and uh that's fucking fine um because the same thing apply uh antipodes got the the same right. sort of because it's it's there's there is no act break in it, and so it's a a no act that goes for over two hours. Yeah, uh, Antipodes and, is 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 an intense one, and I I tried to I did try to read it in one sitting, and I couldn't. It took, I, that took it, me it took, three. It took yeah. me two 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 sittings as well. Now Antipodes is about a conference room of nine. Was it nine? Nine people. Only yeah. one is a woman. Uh, and except the, the I guess oh, receptionist sure, sure. secretary type. Yeah. Sure, right, but she's not like in the meeting necessarily. Right. Um, and then there, it's like a Silicon Valley startup-looking kind of place, and they're constantly being asked to come up with narratives for something, but we don't actually know yeah, what. That was my big thing. Like, what is this for? What is exactly. this for? Exactly. But that's time? the point. That's the point. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. You're constantly supposed to be like, is this a movie? Is this a video game? Like, and then, and she, she has a lot of quotes where she's like, no, this, that's the whole point is that it's not about that. It's about the dynamics of these kinds of rooms. It's about, you know, um, uh, sort of, but, Basically, it's this podcast. This podcast is Antipodes, which is why I think Annie Baker uh, wrote every word that we're saying right now. Yeah. yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. I think this is her most abstract play for sure, um, which is goes into that. CJ is just it's it's for how naturalistic it is. Even mm -hmm. um, it it's so interesting how sometimes it'll be like the things that they're talking about will seem so absurd like like a like a grim fairy tale you know or there you know, yeah i mean her stuff is so straightforward and they're just conversations and relationships and stuff but right. there were two plays that i felt had a little bit of like theater magic in them and yeah. one of them was john which i read mm. but did you read john i did what well, was it good Yes, i have two things that might sell you on it tell a, me because I, I almost read it and didn't it's great. I, I really enjoyed it. It's completely okay. different from the other ones. Yeah. Um, I just want to say that there is a shout out to American Girl stuff. And <laughs> um, Samantha is a main doll yeah, yeah. character in it. And Samantha can fuck herself oh, is what wow. I'm saying. Wow. Samantha is my least favorite. I had okay. a lot of the dolls. The and I refused to get Samantha. Oh, I'm going to have to um, edit that screen. Yeah. <laughs> You spiked. You you peeked out on the. I did it on purpose. I know. You um, did. and then uh uh that ending, the ending to the play, okay. like it's it's, you y'all sh should just read it. I I, I enjoyed that it. Great. Completely different type of cast of characters. It's yeah. it's another like one yeah. room type of play. Which I guess thinking back, all of her plays are kind of one room type of plays. Yeah. Uh, Nocturama really isn't. I am. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, 
as I as I worked my way through Antipodes, I, it's a in in much the same way that um, uh, Circle Mirror Transformation is about the redemptive qualities of theater and the potential of theater. Uh, the Antipodes felt like a meditation on storytelling to me about the need for storytelling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Mr. Burns, a post-electric play, does it better. If that I agree. Huh. No, I okay. agree with that. I, I actually I, do. I, I, it, it's not that it's bad. Like, like Antipodes is the play that you read and you're like, oh, there's like two or three of these actors, these parts that I want to play. And it sure. would be a blast to do this play with like nine other badass performers. Um, yeah. I don't know if I want to sit through it. <laughs> I, I agree with that. I think this is the the creator's play, right? It's another one of those where it's like, it would be so fun to make. Yeah, it would be yeah, so yeah. fun to put up. But again, you know, I, I do think some of the dialogue in this one is the smartest that she's written. There's some um, sharp uh, moments, you know. Super yeah. sharp. I really lots love of gray area in the script too. Absolutely, she lives for gray area. Like I, I just feel like the lingo of this one really works, and it's it's all about that corporate speak, right? It's all about the like masturbation and yeah. the mm. and the just sort of and like yes, they do end up breaking that down, and that's the sort of point of it. They start actually getting into real. Did you just say jingoism? No. Oh, I, I thought you did. It's one of my favorite words. Jingoism? Jingoism. What does that mean? Just using just corporate speak, using, you know, synergy. Oh. Like using synergy oh to my create gosh. a workspace. That's exactly which... what I meant, though. Yeah. I didn't use the word, but that's exactly what I mean. Yeah. Is that sort of idea? That really works for me in this one. I liked this one a lot. I want to see it, though. And if I, I do, too. Like, like, I, I, like, I want to see it. Yeah. If we want to talk like meanings of words, I cracked up at myself because when I saw the title of the script, I was like, ooh, the Antipodes. I can't. I wonder what Greek myth or Greek characters this is modeled after. And then I looked up the definition. It's nothing to do with Greek. (laughs) Right. And there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting things about monsters. And um, there was a quote in one of the reviews I read that talked about the idea, uh, what is the significance of telling stories and keeping stories in a time of crisis? And so right. I thought that that really reflect, cause this is 2017. So we're in Trump land as uh-huh. this play, as this play comes out. Right. Um, and we are in a world in crisis. I mean, I guess the world is always in crisis, but we're, we're in crisis feel, we're, right we, now. We, we as Americans and the storytellers are feeling it, especially. And what are the stories that come out of this time period? And what are the st- like? There are things that I'm watching now, going, "Oh my God!" In five years, I won't want to have anything to do with that. Yeah, because it's going to put me back so clearly in right. a shitty time and place. Yeah, that's um, true. Ozark is one of them, but I think that that's what Ozark is about. You know, I may so. destroy you is that for me right now. In oh HBO. yeah. 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 Is that so great? good, but it's oh. so of this time that I know I'll never watch it again. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just like, it's, it's so brilliant, but like it's, it's, it hits you in the places you don't want to get kicked right now. Do, you know, do y'all want to know the antipode to LA? Yeah. It, it is Saint Philippe reunion, which is an Island. It's a French, a colony and it's Réunion. Four, Réunion. it's 460 miles off the coast of Madagascar. 
Oh. So let's go and record an episode there, y'all. That let's go. Amazing. Okay, yeah. <laughs> done and done. Buy us our tickets. That sounds fucking amazing. I'm on it. I've got so many flyer miles right now because I can't fly anywhere. <laughs> That's real. Um, what Do you guys have any other thoughts on uh, Antipodes? No, I, I want to see it, and I, I, I'm glad it exists. It seems like her most muddled play yeah. I feel like it's her taking a step towards having more characters being bigger, being more dense. Sure. And it also has like always work. Top Girls vibes in a in a mm, kind of talking small, over yeah, continual just like conversation. But I think this one's more interesting in that way. Uh, yes. right, but also I think it's it, and it's also more interesting than I think how Mamet does it. Mamet does a lot of that kind of stuff too and like Oleana. So I think she does it better. I think she's harnessed it by this point. I think she has a point. totally different insight um, yeah. into humanity. I, I have and, a... I, I, and that's not to disparage Mamet. I know it's easy to disparage Mamet and right. I'm not going to sit here and defend all of Mamet's shit, but nah. but the, it's a different it's just a different take. It's a different nice. generation and it's a different gender and all that matters. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, go ahead, go ahead, Bailey. Speaking of the the scene that we uh, uh, did at the beginning, that uh, Scott and CJ so masterfully conquered. Uh, you know, that's hard to do over Zoom. By the way, is is record things with her trying to interrupt. <laughs> well, you. especially we're just know, that good. <laughs> especially a scene that's like it. It's 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 real. It's grounded. You're you're you're, right. you're going off of a rhythm and an energy from the other. It's person. Just impossible on Zoom. But they did such a great job. But that was from the flick. Uh, check it out. Flick Definitely it. read it. Uh, do you guys it. have any other final thoughts on Annie Baker? You guys want to do some ratings? Um, yeah, I yeah I I liked. Um, CJ is sending cat pics as we're doing this. Oh my god! <laughs> Focus. My Come PAs on. are working really hard. We're so close. Oh god. Um, yeah, I, 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 I liked her a lot. I think that my big thing is, is that I just, I have to see it. Yeah. Um, but I think that there's an, a, an accessibility and, um, an intuition and, and an energy about people and humanity that, um, that I liked a lot. I mean, even in like the Antipodes, which is, you know, flawed, um, and a little muddled, it's still, Aren't we all? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. It's how I like my drinks. <laughs> That's right. Just a muddled. little muddled. Just a little muddled. Um, no, but uh, yeah, I um, here, here, Annie Baker. Let's go have a beer, Annie Baker. Yeah, Annie hit us Baker, up, Annie Baker. Uh, even though you ghostwrite for us, we've never met you. So. Um, <laughs> she's our shadow writer. Um, so uh, let's hear them. Let's hear our rankings of the of the ones. And if you read others, you you know, throw in your where they would where they would go to. I only read the four, but uh, CJ, I'd love to start with you. Uh, top three reads. Uh, three reads. Three, the antipodes. Two, the flick. One, body awareness. Body awareness was your number one. Yes, it was. I figured it would be. I that sounds mean. I just mean I truly. <laughs> what are you trying to say? No, it was it was my point earlier with like where I was like I really feel like body awareness is gonna be the one that CJ 
that it just like it's just while I was reading it, I was like, oh, CJ's gonna click with this. Well, then I guess you know me pretty and well. And I don't then. even mean thematically. I just mean because no, I, you know, I didn't even know any, you know, some of the stuff you're talking about today. But it's just kind of was just like, oh, this is a very CJ play. Heard Whereas, and appreciated. Appreciated. Whereas the <laughs> flick, I felt like a very was a very Bailey play. Wait, where I was just like, oh, this is so Bailey. So Bailey. And uh, Scott, uh, you're very, you're a mixture to me of uh -huh. Antipodes and the aliens. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Just muddled. Yeah, muddled. Yeah. yeah. Um, wait, uh, where's Circle Mirror Transformation for you, Siege? Uh, that would be for. Oh, okay. Although I really enjoyed John. I didn't hate Circle Mirror Transformation. I just liked so many of her things for sure. different reasons. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what about you, Scott? Um, for me, um, going, I would do. Um, Body awareness is number four. Um, the antipodes is be number three. Uh, circle mirror transformation and the flick are kind of tied for me. Um, nice. I think circle mirror transformation clicked with me because it's when I got it, like when I got understood, felt like I understood her and and yeah, um, and I just uh, I just adored it. Um, and I would want to play Schultz. Yeah, to yeah, for sure. Oh, did you have a dream roll, uh, CJ? I have three dream rolls. Go throw them down. Uh, third, I would love to play Eleanor in the Antipodes. Yeah. yeah. Second, for sure, for sure. I really liked Marty in Circle Mirror Transformation. In like twenty years. Well, that's the thing. Like Annie Baker wrote a bunch of like. <sighs> Uh, I've been in LA for 14 years and I am still not making money as an actress. And I've had a million people tell me like, just get to your forties, just get to your forties. So I think that's another reason why I enjoyed Annie Baker, because I think she just writes women that are a little bit older quite well. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Marty, yeah, that was my number two. And again, still an older character for me. I would love to play either Joyce or Phyllis in oh, Body yeah. Awareness. They fun. were both fucking great. I want to play sure. Frank one day. Yeah, that'd be funny for you. You would. That'd be funny. Beige. Beige. Mine would go number four, The Antipodes. Mm. Number three, Body Awareness. Yas. Number two. Uh, I'm changing my mind. I just changed <gasps> Because I... No, I'm changing my mind completely. Here we go. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. Here we go. We're starting completely over. Uh, Scott, don't cut it don't out. Don't apologize. I'm editing all this. Triple it. Don't yeah. apologize. Um, number four, Circle Mirror Transformation. Okay. Number three, The Antipodes. How dare you? Number two, body awareness. Incorrect. How dare you? Incorrect. Number one, the flick. How dare you? And and it's <laughs> your it's, subjective opinion is wrong. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know it's mostly based in the fact the flick lives. I mean, I'm a blockbuster kid. My brother worked in a, 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 a North Rock 14, which was the old uh, theater down the street from my house when I was a kid. So I saw free movies growing up. I watched them clean. Like this, that play just was Bailey's nostalgia fest. I love movie references. I love that game. Like I was all about yeah, it. and the yeah. end really got me, and I was like, I have to be a part of that this script. Honestly, reminded me someday. of both of you, the flick. Did. Absolutely, Aww. yeah. Sam is a very Scott character to me. The whole time I was reading, I was like, Oh my god, Scott, you have to play this role. Like the whole time, it's it's just I really love that one. Um, Circle Mirror, uh, because I've seen it twice. 
I, while rereading, I just remember being sort of like, oh yeah, oh yeah, okay, okay. And I wonder if maybe if you guys saw it, if you would feel differently. Um, one thing I did, I forgot to say earlier about Circle Mirror is when I saw it at the rep, they did this really interesting thing where they had a mirror on stage, like it was <gasps> an old dance room. Oh, and right! We could see ourselves the whole time, which I thought was going to be awful, but actually... What a great idea. Ended up being kind of amazing the way they lit it. It was just blurry enough that I didn't have to stare at myself, but I could see the audience. It was kind of amazing. So, oh my God, I love that. Yeah, yeah uh, that was cool. beautiful. And so, you know, there's that. But Antipodes um, excited me in a lot of ways that uh, I wasn't expecting. And then um, Body Awareness, I, I just, I love that. I thought that was really great. I think it's really fun to watch a playwright find their voice. I think it's, uh, yeah, all those things. Um, I'd love to play Sam, but more than anything, I'd love to direct the flick someday. Um, there's a couple of roles in Antipodes uh, I think I would fucking nail. Um, but that's yes. it. Uh, yeah, those are my sort of dream roles. Uh, do you guys have any LA TV? All right. <laughs> Oh my god. LA Theater Mage. Spotlights. I have to stop. You're you mixing have... streams. I know. Do you guys have any uh LA Theater Spotlights? Um not at the moment. Go to sacredfools.org. Yeah. Uh check through uh everything that that's going on there. We have Did we the Rob people. have something? Yes, Rob had something. Oh yeah, what was Rob's thing? Do you have I'm, that siege? I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah, basically, um, in general, you know, we have the checkoutfools.com. What is it? Sacredfools.org.com? Sacredfools.org. Dot org. Uh, yes. So we have Naked Storytelling, uh, yeah. which is produced by Joe Hernandez-Kolsky. Um, so check it out. He's hosting it. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, Madeline Hale is producing it. Uh, Joe and Joshua uh, is also Joe Hernandez-Kolsky uh, and Joshua Silverstein. And it's... Uh, two amazing men. They use um, they use stand up. They use hip hop. They use sketch. They use all kinds of stuff to talk about uh, uh, masculinity. To talk about race. Um, to talk about um, uh, CJ. Is there an stuff. earthquake happening over there? What's going on? I'm just looking. I want to get good facts for this. It's fine. We can definitely put it in to the next episode or record it later or whatever we want. Okay. Okay. Let's okay. do that. Uh, I want we'll it cut out good. when we even talked about it. Cause yes. Uh, okay. Um, let's do it. Go but, on. Um, but that's, yeah, that's the big stuff. You know, we're, we're, um, it's crazy times right now for theater. Um, if you can afford to donate, go to sacredfools.org backslash donate or yep. uh, to uh, Center Theater Group or any of the other uh, theater companies and theater institutions in Los Angeles. And in general, around the world. Yeah. yeah, around the world, find your local theaters. Look up what they're doing. I'm sure they're trying to raise money. I'm sure they're trying to keep people employed. I'm, I'm sure, sure they're, they're doing looking for people. And... Yeah, they're doing something. And I'm sure they're also looking to people to come sweep their stage while things are, um, you know, black right or, or dark right now. So just like, please, uh, you know, do some research, find out if there's any theaters that could use your help. Thank you so much for joining us on our episode on Annie Baker. We'll be back next week for one of our biggest episodes of all time. Holy Jesus Christ. Oh, the oh works God. of Stephen Sondheim. Yes. Followed by Samuel uh, Beckett. Uh-huh. Followed by, of course, we had to do a Halloween special. So we're announcing it here for the first time. We're going to do Sarah K. 
pain. Such interesting moments in my life. I'm as excited as I am about Sondheim and Beckett. Sarah Kane might might top the excitement that I have. That is going to be some hardcore intense discussion that I don't I I don't know that I've ever gotten up with other theater nerds before. I'm so excited. Theater nerd. Uh, so yeah, please uh, follow us on everything. Um, theater, theater, spelled with the R E first, the E R second. Okay. Right. The first yeah. is the art. The second is the building. That's right. Okay. Yes. Girls, follow us on all the things. Men, boys, <laughs> men. <ladies>. And as always, <laughs> wow, wow CJ. Yeah, y'all take care of yourselves. We're living in crazy <laughs> times. This has been awesome. I love you both. I love Sarah Michelle Geller was in Scooby Doo yeah. with, uh, with do it fast, 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 with, fast, with, fast. With, uh, Sarah Michelle Geller was in Scooby Doo with Ron Atkinson, who was in The Witches with Angelica Houston, who was in uh, Darjeeling Limited. No, uh, with the Royal Tenant Bubs with Gwyneth Paltrow, who was in Endgame with with Hank Pym. What's his name? Michael Douglas, who was in All in the Family with Kirk. <gasps> that was. Do you say All in the Family? Probably. <laughs> it runs in the family. Um. Yeah. Thank you so much. We uh, love you all. Black Lives Matter. Wear a mask. Yes. Peace out.